Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. All right, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Got to bring on Facebook. Make sure we got the whole fam family in the same room, or at least those who are enjoying tonight's live streams. A lot of people, I'm sure, out and about in a way enjoying Memorial Day weekend, but it's good to be back. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, it's been a minute, dude. You guys uh, held it down with authority on Thursday night, though. That was a great show. How uh, how you been, bro? Doing pretty well. I mean, I'm having a fairly nondescript Memorial Day weekend, but I'm sure whatever I have going on, Chad, pales in comparison to your newborn. Tell us, our audience, about that process. How's the baby doing? Baby's doing good. Baby's doing good. Mama's doing good. Uh, Healthy, seven-pound, three-ounce boy, 20 inches long. Born really, not too late, I guess, but when you get into the hospital at 6 a.m. to start inducement, and he's born at 8.44 p.m., it ends up feeling like a you know telescopic effect where you feel like you've been stuck in a time loop at this hospital. But, hey, man, my uh, worries and my, my sorrows were a blip or a drop in the bucket compared to what my wife went through, but she's a trooper. She, she kicked butt, did her thing. And so, yeah, baby Theo is in the house. He's uh, at home. We brought him home Friday night. So, yeah, dude, very blessed and just grateful that uh, everything went well. So appreciate it. So glad to hear that. And uh, 20 inches long, Chad, so a future Broncos wide receiver. We'll see. Down the road. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. My kids are pretty tall, but uh, we shall see. But I do appreciate, shout out to everybody, all the um, you know kind words, thoughts, prayers, encouragement, just overall positive vibes from the community. I really do appreciate it. I know my wife appreciates it. So thank you, guys. But, uh, but yeah, I'm back, and, you know, the world is different. Now I have a, a new son. But the show goes on, Zach. We got to get down to some brass tacks here, starting with the fact that here we are about to enter the month of June and everybody's eyeing that June 1st. It's not so much a deadline, but it's a milestone or a mile marker where things could suddenly change. The NFL world could suddenly change as it relates to Aaron Rodgers because the Green Bay Packers would suffer a much smaller uh, dead cap ramification if they ended up dealing Aaron Rodgers away after June 1st. Meanwhile, in the show, we're not big believers in coincidence. You look at the Denver Broncos and George Payton, 
currently sitting on what is it, 33, 34 million in cap space, which is the second most in uh, in the NFL. So, do you think that's by design, Zach? I mean, obviously it's by design, but is it by design relative to keeping the door open for Aaron Rodgers? I, I, you know, how I feel about the whole Rodgers speculation. I don't think George Payton's pursuing him seriously. I don't think Aaron's going to be playing in Denver this season. And I don't think they're hoarding money or putting money aside specifically for one player. And in this case, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's to put money away because like he always mentioned, Chad, the Evan Mathis rainy day fund. You always need that going into training camp in the regular season. You also have to put money aside for your extension candidates. You know, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fancy, they need a deal. Bradley Chubb is going to need a new contract. You've you got to put some money away. And Peyton's shown a proclivity so far, unlike Elway, Chad, where he's willing to lock down his own players. And to do so, you probably have to pay market value. So if you want to pay Cortland Sutton, that's a market value receiver contract. If you want to pay Chubb, that's a market value outside linebacker contract. That's not cheap. So that's what I think Peyton's putting money away for and smartly not entering Denver into salary cap hell. It, it's so easy to spend the money that's not his, the money that Elway left him pretty much left over. Uh, but he's putting it aside because he has that foresight. Like we always talk about, the Broncos are in good hands because Peyton can see two and three and four moves down the road and not one move at a time. That's an excellent point. And it's one that probably doesn't get touched on enough, which is, you know, the Broncos have a relatively young roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And there are some guys on this team that got to get paid soon, especially Court and Sutton. And if he bounces back the way the Broncos expect him and hope that he will bounce back, this dude is looking at a very, very fat contract. And the Broncos are going to have to have the room to fit him under the cap. And then right behind him comes, let's see, 2018 Chubbs on the fifth year, trying to think who else from that class. No one really as far as, you know, high dollar. But then you get to 2019, you got Noah Fant. All right, fifth-year option. You could probably keep him locked up for that fifth year. But then depending on what happens with Drew Locke, you got Drew, you got Dalton Reisner. So some of those big bills are going to start coming due. The Broncos are really, really young offensively, and that doesn't count, of course, 2020, but those are a few more years down the road. Those are some of the most expensive uh, players to re-sign as well. Plus, you you also look at the fact that Broncos have to invest in a right tackle. I mean, they need players on this roster still, and I don't think Peyton is going to come in and burn through his his funds. I think he's hoarding money specifically for the future because, like we just mentioned, there's a lot of players that are coming up for contracts, and it's not going to be cheap. All right, guys, we got a lot more we want to get to tonight. Hey, John, see if you can find the link for that um, part – Let's see, the 2021 triplets. I thought I had it prepared, but I grabbed the, let's see, 16 through number one. Do you have the first half? If you can find the link, hit it in the DM, because I want to go over some of that from CBS Sports here. Uh, but, guys, we got a lot more to get to. Real quick, though, shout out to Stu Meat for the super uh, sticker. Hiya right back, my friend. Good to have you in the stream. Appreciate you as always, bro. Hope uh, you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekends. Good to be with you. Um, real quick, guys. Make sure you are connected with us on social media, on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, the main account, whoops, at Mile High Huddle. Our producer, you know him as Buana Beast, but on Twitter, at JohnKMHH, great Twitter follow, trust. My partner here, Zach Kelberman, at KelbermanNFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And then also, guys, when we're talking about connecting with us on social media, you're doing that to keep engaged. You're doing that to follow, of course, the news and the developments relative to our website and to the show, but also to keep the conversation going. 
Twitter's great for that. So is Facebook. All right, make sure you are following our Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Just open up the app on your phone, search Huddle Up Pod. You'll find us, or here's the link, as you can see on screen, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. We got some winners to announce from last week because of all the whirlwind of my family having a baby that kind of flew under the radar. We ended up kind of forgetting about announcing the winner of last week's giveaway. But if you want to be in on that, get a a free Mile High Huddle t-shirt or mug or whatever it might be, a hat, just make sure you're liking and following the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page, and you will always be in the running for our weekly giveaways on that front. And then also shout out to each and every one of you who have diligently flocked over to our MHH Facebook page to be official super supporters. And those of you who have done that were there, got to participate and hear today's Kelberman's Corner with Zach and Kim Becker. Great show. We skipped the trickle zone this week, which is normally Saturdays at noon because he had some uh, Memorial Day plans, weekend plans. But Zach locked it down with Kim. Great it's our it's our VIP premium video content, and we're rolling out more. In fact, today we were discussing kind of spitballing the idea of whether it ends up being like a Broncos book club where, hey, I say, look, this is what I'm reading. You guys want to go get the book, read along with me. I'm going to break down this chapter. We're going to talk about it in this book that's relative to your Denver Broncos. That's going to be a VIP premium show. If you don't want to read, you can just wait. Join me for those shows. But Go to facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. You'll see the big blue button to become a supporter. Click that. It's five bucks a month. You'll get access to that content. You'll be in the inner sanctum with myself, Zach, John, and all the guys at MHH. And then, guys, check out the merch store. You know the drill, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat. Get a T-shirt. Phenomenal, phenomenal way to support what we're doing here at MHH. And if you're not in a position to do any of those things, it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us. Just make sure that you are subscribed, especially if you're on YouTube or uh, Spotify. Like this video, guys. If you want to help ensure that this content gets out to more and more Broncos fans, the best way to do that outside of sharing it is liking the video. Not everyone wants to share a podcast or this or that on their social media. Fine. But if you like this video, it has a similar effect. And think about it, Zach. All the tens of thousands of well, – we have a big social media reach, does Mile High Huddle. But think of all the tens of thousands of Broncos fans out there wandering the desert, completely ignorant of the fact that this community is out there waiting to embrace them. If you like this video, if you're on YouTube and Facebook, that'll help get them in the fold. And then, guys, hey, if we are doing a good job for you or you respect the effort, share it out there and help us continue to grow and reach those new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach, real quick, let's give a shout out over here to The Brainstorm. Appreciate that super chat. That's, I want to say, the second or third time I can recall The Brainstorm uh, supporting us here. <clears throat> so thank you, my friend. We do appreciate it. Keep it coming. He says, catch me catch me Madden highlights with the Broncos at my TikTok. He wants, he's got a little, uh, he's got a little plug, TikTok the brainstorm, but thus spelled with a three. Hey, dude, it's all good. If you guys are into Madden, go check them out. But if we do trade for Aaron Rodgers, what would the Broncos record be? All right. I think Aaron Rodgers, Zach, if he's a Denver Bronco, looking at what you got on D, looking at what you got on O. Well, actually, I've been talking for a minute. Why don't you drop some knowledge here? Well, I've always been saying, and I, I prefer to be consistent, if the Broncos get solid, above-average quarterback play paired with this defense on paper and the schedule, it could be a 10-11 win team. So let's say you put the reigning NFL MVP, as unlikely as it is, on this offense. I mean, if you get the 2020 Aaron Rodgers, that's a little better than solid, above-average. So 12 wins, 12-5, and 13-4, I, I really do believe everything stays uh, equal, uh, no injuries, no pandemic, obviously. Aaron Rodgers staying healthy, uh, the defense coming together. That should be an easy, easy 12-win team. Yeah, I mean, I think if Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco, remember what it was like when Peyton Manning landed in Denver? And, of course, you had four years of, for Broncos fans, like sheer bliss. But it took some getting going. And then eventually, what was it, week five or six, it was that Monday night game in San Diego where the ship really turned, and the Broncos went on to win 11 games and were just a juggernaut from then on out until Peyton started pulling up lame and getting hurt uh, in 2015. But we still went on and, of course, won the Super Bowl. That was a pretty relative, I mean, zero to 60 type of situation. I think with Aaron Rodgers in the fold, it would be probably even a little bit quicker to the, to the you know, to those results, just because he doesn't have the, you know, Peyton had lost a lot of his physical faculties and he compensated uh, for it with that big football brain. But Zach, and this isn't me trying to get anyone's hopes up here because I still maintain the position based on just, you know, the last two, three weeks of zero buzz. And even the few things that have been said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is leaving green Bay at this point, or at least the evidence and the, the buzz and the rumors we're hearing don't seem to point to that, but, the one caveat that keeps coming to mind on that, the farther we inch into the NFL summer, the closer we get to June 1st and maybe even going beyond, it just seems to become a little bit more likely despite what some of the talking points might be. But I think this is a team with Aaron Rodgers. Zach said, you know, 12 wins is probably the floor. You go from being a, oh man, you know, rocking yourself to sleep in the corner because the Kansas City Chiefs are on the freaking schedule this week to, being stoked because you know it's going to be a fight to the bitter end 
blow for blow, fighting fire with fire. But what is that worth? Because we know he's 38. If this was a 32-year-old Aaron Rodgers, Zach, it'd be a, you'd be hearing a completely different tune from me. But at 38, you got to be really careful because he's one clavicle injury away right. from you giving up two or three first-round picks and Bradley Chubb for nothing. That's a great point, and that's what I was going to uh, piggyback off you by saying. If you give up the farm for A-Rod, you, you better win at least 13 games. You better go to the playoffs. Those games against Kansas City better be fight to the deaths, Chad. Otherwise, it's a it's a bust trade for Denver. I mean, if you're selling the farm, you have to pretty much guarantee Rodgers lead you to the promised land within the life of his remaining high-level play, so two to three years. He's 38 going on 38. So, yeah, they better be a 13-4 and four team if they get Aaron Rodgers. I just don't see it happening, though. Like you said, I don't think he's leaving Green Bay. I just pulled up this CBS article, and, of course, it wants to play a, a video. Let me kill this sound. I know you guys can't hear it, but it's very distracting. Where the heck's it coming from? Oh, there it is. All right, bear with me. Sorry about that, guys. Um, let's grab this super chat from Dale. What's up, Dale? Good to see you, bro. <clears throat> we are a little bit closer to you coming on the show just a couple weeks from now, I think, right? Off the top of my head. So appreciate the support. Enjoy your dinner. He says, I'm at family dinner tonight, but wanted to make sure to drop in and show some support. Congrats on the new addition to the Jensen family. Thank you, MHH. Hey, appreciate it. We really did, Zach, feel the love, not just from our our uh, you know colleagues here in the staff at MHH, but from the entire community whether it was on Twitter, social media, watching some of the live streams and whatnot, which I keep an eye on all that stuff when I'm away. So appreciate all that, including from you. Thanks, bro. Yeah, just like right now, we have hundreds of people watching us on Memorial Day Eve and a busy weekend, and everyone's with their family. So, Dale, I hope you're having a great weekend, and thank you for tuning in with us tonight. All right, real quick, let's catch up on one or two more supers, John, and then um, I want to get to this content. From CBS Sports, it's, a, it's at least worth, worth uh, pillaring a little bit here. Tom, what's up, dude? Up in Canada. Appreciate you, bro. He says, hey, Papa, congrats. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Um, stream just did a jump. Let me scroll up here. Stand by. Uh, okay, there's Tom. Whoa, Michaela wow. from the top rope. Wow. wow. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you very much. And uh, for your congrats as well. And I know I saw your positive vibes and and all that too uh, while I was gone last week. So thank you, Michaela. That's a very, very generous super chat. She says, keeping the lights on at MHH, hashtag let them hate. It does, you know, I mean, there's two little ecosystems within Mile High Huddle. There's what we do on the written side. And, you know, we are prolific and wildly successful over there. We just broke another record in May as far as traffic. I mean, we're crushing it over there, and that's thanks to you guys. Thank you, guys, yes. But that's the written side. And then our other – and that that kind of keeps its lights on by itself. Like, as long as we provide the the content, we're covering what's going on with the Denver Broncos and keeping fans apprised of that, that's a snowball that goes on, um, for the most part, on its own, right? I mean, we still have to put up the content, but it's, it's kind of taken on a life of its own, whereas – the other ecosystem is YouTube and what we're doing on Facebook and YouTube and our podcast platforms and how we've teamed up with Blue Wire Pods. And it's all this ball of wax. But guys, seriously, without your support, Michaela, and the superstars like you and our super supporters on Facebook, we would not be able to dedicate the amount of time and creative energy that we do to these shows. So hats off. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Yeah, Michaela, I was going to say, you're not just keeping the lights on, you're the electric company. And you and the uh, very, very select few of, of, uh, of super chatters and supporters that reach that realm and keep us going. And it's just so 
humbling. So sincerely, thank you so much for your support. By the way, I didn't get a chance to say this because, you know, it happened literally as we hit the end broadcast button on Wednesday night show. But shout out to Black Knight breaking yeah. the individual super chat record here on the Huddle Up podcast, a $500 super chat. Mm. Jeremy, you're a legend. You now own the record by yourself. It was shared individually between Brian Greenfield and Dale, all right, D-Dub over in Hawaii. But now you own it all by yourself, and I just wanted you to know, hey, dude, to hear it from me, I know we DM'd and stuff, but on the record, man, you blew our hair back. You blew my hair back. That was quite a send-off going into Thursday, what was a very eventful day for me. So that was the type of, like, positive vibes, juju energy that, uh, you know, I, I we really could use, and, and you provided it. So thanks for that, my friend. It really does go a long way, and it's very meaningful. Yeah, and be sure to follow Black Knight on Twitch. As you can see, he's a big streamer. He's a worthy follow on there. So Black Knight 323, we appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you. Right on, brother. Uh, big Earn, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Appreciate the thoughts. Appreciate that, my friend. All right, real quick. Uh, Michael, thank you for the stars on Facebook. Really do appreciate that. One more, and then I want to get to this content from Cottonmouth78. What's up, dude? Thank you for the super. Appreciate you. If you're on Twitter, connect with us. He says, congrats, Chad, and to your family. Thanks, buddy. I have a little guy due here in just a few weeks. One more Broncos fan, Denver Broncos for life. Is that your first Cottonmouth78? Just curious. But either way, big time congrats. Nothing like it. It's inexplicable to anyone who's never become a parent or who isn't a parent. You know, there's good there's bad, but it's puts you on a whole other level of experiencing and really enjoying life that you just, you didn't know was even there, right? It's a whole other level unlocked that you didn't know. You didn't know. So thanks Cottonmouth and congrats for, for your little guy. I hope everything continues to go well. I'm just going to assume Cottonmouth is a reference to the snake and uh, we appreciate you and your support. Thank you. Amen. All right. Um, last one, then the content from Glenn. Long-time bona fide superstar here at MHH. <laughs> Theo a, College Fund. <laughs> a podcaster in his own right on the uh, Mile High Roundtable pod. And Glenn, one of our, you know, talk about a man cave to end all Bronco man caves. I mean, this guy, the loot this dude is sitting on, I mean, it just boggles the mind. This guy has a barrel man barrel signed by, I don't remember what team it was, Glenn, what Bronco squad signed that thing. But, I mean, that alone is just a treasured, treasured, item and then he sent me it's one of the it's the most kingly gift i think i've ever received there's been a couple it's right up at the, at the top though which was the signed copy of the bad religion book that came out last year just a very conscientious kind thoughtful you know thing that just blew me away you know makes us myself zach when these type of things happen i mean it just makes us really feel how appreciated we are by our our community and our audience so glenn you to man he says hashtag theo college fund congratulations yeah we named our son Theodore Mark Jensen, so he goes by Theo. So thanks, Glenn. Yeah, ten bucks down, thirty thousand to go. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, that's that's if he doesn't want to become a doctor or a lawyer. But right. you know, if that's what he's after, uh, he'll have to find his own financing. Let's just put it that way. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here's the headline. All right. Rank this is CBS Sports ranking uh the NFL triplets. All right. So this includes quarterback and their top two targets, I believe. Part one from worst to uh 17. So the worst group are the Texans. All right. Who cares? Who by the way, who did this? This was uh Jared Dubin. Did we know him? I don't remember him. Sounds familiar. That's what I was thinking. I think we knew him from our 24-7 days at CBS. But anyway, all right, so Houston, Detroit, 31. Oh, there's your Denver Broncos chilling at number 30. Here's his uh, – Here's okay, so it's the quarterback, your number one back, and your number one receiver. So here's the logic. Quote, this is what he wrote. It was tough to choose between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams for the running back and between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as the wide receiver. Why was – Maybe I understand the first part of that, but why was it hard to choose between Sutton and Judy? Let's go. We ultimately went with the veteran in both cases, though it's easier to see Williams supplanting Gordon early in the year than Judy overtaking Sutton as the team's top receiver option if Sutton is healthy. Still, it's a group held back by its quarterback play. If a rumored deal for Aaron Rodgers comes to fruition, Zach, we may have to redo these rankings. So in other words, Zach, this isn't about Gordon. This isn't about Sutton. The ranking here, again, is tied to, to, of course, Drew Locke derangement syndrome. Oh, man. What kind of analysis is this? It was easier to choose the rookie second-round running back over the walk-year, you know, floundering running. And go down a little bit. You have the Jets. You have the Jets ahead of the Broncos with a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back and a, a, a number two receiver at best in Corey Davis. This is, Chad, I didn't want to get started tonight. It's the typical national media bias. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea uh, what the Broncos really comprised of. And that analysis about Judy, What, like you said, what's the choice here? Really, Cortland's not the top 10 guy. Judy couldn't catch a, a, a beach ball last year. Scroll down <laughs> a little more. I, I want okay. to just see how bad this gets. Uh, Miami Dolphins at 28. Uh, okay. New England at 27. Wait, 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 wait. They don't even have a receiver on there for New England. Yep. 
So, okay, so Cam Newton, who couldn't throw a pass last year, Damian Harris, who's a backup at best, and a tight end when you're supposed to have the triplets, meaning a receiver. Derangement. Keep going. Derangement, indeed. Uh, Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Are you kidding me, dude? Another no receive. They drafted Devontae Smith. Why would you have Dallas Goddard on there? Anyway. Uh, Chicago Bears with the red <laughs> rifle. Okay. All right. That is, Zach, how far the depths uh, of Drew Lock derangement syndrome has infected the NFL-loving world. And, look, I wrote an article last night. It wasn't uh, new news. It was based off something Drew said last week when he was on the podium on Monday. But remember when the story came out from Jake Plummer that he's pulling for Drew and he thinks that fans, if you're really a Broncos fan, you should want Drew to succeed and all that. And and Plummer talked about how he hopes – Drew and he thinks Drew will get the last laugh. Well, it was interesting that he used that phraseology because Drew Locke, his message to the doubters and to the haters and those truly suffering from Locke arrangement syndrome on Monday was this quote, I put every single ounce into that this offseason, talking about his, his uh, efforts, you know, to improve. Being able to do that gave me zero time to listen to all this stuff. Maybe I'll go back one day, read and laugh about things that were being said by people who ended up being completely wrong. Close quote. So it made for a fun little article for me to write sitting down last night and kind of just throwing something out there. But, man, the amount of crow that will have to be eaten, Zach, if Drew is even a modestly successful quarterback in 2021 will be substantial. We're going to have a food shortage. We're going to have a shortage of crow. I looked at the list. You know who he has at number 18? The Giants. Daniel Jones. You put Daniel Jones at 18 with Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley coming back from a devastating injury, and you put the Broncos at number 30 with the talent they have? Half of those teams they have above the Broncos, they don't even list a receiver when the Broncos have a, a Pro Bowl receiver, and you can even say in a former uh, Pro Bowl running back. So the hate, this is this is the deal. People like to hate Locke more than they like to like the good players on the Broncos, the quote-unquote good players. It's all a point of hating Locke and going out of your way, even sacrificing your credibility as far as I'm concerned, to make it a point that you don't believe in Locke. And if they acquire Rodgers, they may have to do the rankings. May have to redo them? What? What is <laughs> No okay. kidding. Because the duo even of Sutton and Gordon with Aaron Rodgers as the trigger man goes from, I mean, you probably have to put that, Top five at least, right? I mean, top five because Gordon's a pass catcher and he's a threat to be a thousand yard back in any given year. But with Drew, no, 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 thirtieth. And I, on one hand, I do understand some of the uh, skepticism on Drew because you know he went into twenty twenty with some pretty, you know, some some serious expectations, and then it was just one unforeseen obstacle, unprecedented obstacle after another one. And so the NFL at large, who was looking really for any excuse to pillory this kid that was, you know, the dancer guy, the freaking Buzz Lightyear, you know, he's at the podium at the Senior Bowl pointing and winking at at media members. NFL guys, if you're not Patrick Mahomes caliber super stud and you're doing stuff like that, man, the national perspective, they want to find the hole in the boat because they just want to tear it down. They want to tear it down. And so Drew didn't have that kind of season. He had a very up-and-down season. It was like this. Season starts like this, and then brrr, and then mm, like that. It was up and down. 
It was it Paxton Lynch categorical embarrassment? No. And that's what I still can't wrap my brain around the depths of the, the derangement that has really infected everybody. Michael, thanks for the, for the kind words, my friend on Facebook. Um, Zach, real quick from Willie here, super chat. You the man. Appreciate you, Willie. He says, John's a hell of a fella. Hashtag not a burner account. We can confirm this is not John's secondary YouTube account. This is a real human. And you guys know this. He was on the show a few weeks back, but uh, thanks, Willie. And then Tom again. Uh, I'm going to serve this over to you, Zach. He says, and by the way, Tom, thanks, buddy. Did the Packers receivers not showing up for OTAs in direct to Aaron Rodgers? Is there a connection there, guys? Hashtag let them hate. Denver Broncos for life, Zach. Well, I just want to uh, comment on the previous topic. You, you can judge Locke on plenty, and and God knows you can. You know he has his faults, but to criticize him because he was Buzz Lightyear or was dancing or winking, he wasn't Michael Vick. I mean, he doesn't deserve to be judged on the same harsh lens because he's having fun on the field. And when you have a rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson, as good as he can be. He's never taken a singular snap in the NFL. And when you place the Jets, and you talk about relevancy, I mean, the Jets are right there. They're even lower than the Broncos. They're historically bad. They're historically futile. And when you are that transparent in your bias, you lose all credibility. So I don't know what Mr. Dubin's looking at, but you have to judge. You talk about triplets also. The Broncos supporting cast is probably better than most teams in the NFL. You got to look beyond just one running back and one right wide receiver. They have three number one, number two wide receivers. They have a number one tight end. They have two good running backs. The analysis, Chad, I've seen a lot of bad analysis the last couple months. That's right up there. In terms of the Packers and the, you know, the voluntary skipping of practices, it's voluntary. I mean, that's. Half of the Packers team, based on what I read, didn't report. I don't think it has anything to do with Aaron. It's just voluntary OTAs. I don't know, man. I, I kind of am inclined to, just because I don't believe in coincidence, you have to really persuade me when two things coincide that they're not connected, right? Two related incidents that are not connected. Um, in this case, you know, if it was everyone but the receivers, I would probably be saying, yeah, nothing to see here, but the receivers not showing up. I don't know. I mean, Jordan Love is still there, right? He's a first-round caliber guy, drafted in on day one a year ago. Why aren't the wide receivers there? I get that it's voluntary, but it's fishy. And if you're the Packers, you got to be a little bit panicked by that because even though a lot of teams had kind of spotty attendance for the voluntary period of OTAs, I mean, the Broncos, they didn't. They had really, really good attendance with a few exceptions – and so I do wonder about it, but it's not enough, Zach, in my opinion, to try and, and make the connection. But again, coincidence, always kind of be on, on guard. You know, have your antenna up when two things that you think are, are not related but happen at the same time or right back to back, always kind of be on guard. Well, there's two scenarios here. Either there's no connection, and I don't know why younger players, aside from Devontae Adams, would risk their own status and and roster jeopardy, you know, uh, security and contracts for for Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't have any loyalty to to them. And also, if this wasn't coincidental, if this was orchestrated, that means Aaron Rodgers orchestrated behind the scenes players holding out from uh, Packers OTAs. I wouldn't want that kind of guy on my team. So either way, it's that's a pretty bad look up there in Green Bay. A super chat here from Christian. What's up, dude? In enemy territory in the desert there in Sin City, Las Vegas. Our uh, resident lifeguard here within our, our community. Yes, dude. He's wondering, did you get my message? Am I on the show for July 14th? 
Yes, you're booked. I just confirmed. I just took a look at my phone. I, I use my calendar for this stuff so I don't forget. I have been known to forget these type of things and misplace who's going where. You're booked. So we'll see you then, Bo, uh, my friend. And thank you for the support. Uh, John, do you have Drew? Because I don't want my stream to, to jump where I'm at right now. Um, there he is. Wow. Very, very, very generous super chat from a guy you've all met. We had Drew on the show not too long ago. It was a pleasure then, and it's a pleasure now to have him with us. So thank you for that extreme generosity, Drew. You the man. We love you. He says, Zach, the league doesn't realize how talented we are. Talking about the Broncos, the potential Locke has. Hashtag let them hate. It's true. And everyone's going to be talking come September, come October, come November. But by January, when the Broncos are either you know in the hunt to be in the playoffs or having clinched a playoff berth, everyone's going to take it back. So regardless of how bad, quote unquote, Drew Locke is, this team is still a 10-11 win team. How is that? It's because this roster is a lot more talented and a lot more win now and and championship ready than people give them credit for. And if they can weather having an above average quarterback, this is going to be a team that makes a lot of noise. And I, for one, Chad, cannot wait to dish out the crow. Even if Drew has a top 16, and by that I mean like somewhere like if he finishes 12 to 16 in terms of like statistical output, this is a team that's going to win a lot. A lot of games. And by the way, Muhammad, dude, yes, Crow will be an endangered species. Muhammad, of course, a brand new father of his little boy, Malik. We're going to have to coin a new term, right? Um, you know, everyone knows what an Irish twin is. You guys know what that means? Irish twin is when a family, right, has a child, let's say, in January of 2020. All right? And then pretty quickly, mama gets pregnant again <clears throat> after the baby's born. And that next baby is born within the calendar year, that 12-month period of the last one, which it does happen, right? They call that Irish twins. Maybe we'll we'll say like Malik, Theo, uh, everyone else who's having a kid, we'll call them like, you know, Bronco twins, mile-high twins, triplets, quadruplets, however many there, there might be. But Malik, congrats to you and thanks for the props, buddy. Yep. Thank you, Mo. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. 
paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Christian in the house. What's up, dude? He says, I'm, I'm back from a much-needed mental health break. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Maybe what you're you're getting at there, Christian, is Drew Lock derangement syndrome. Not that you're suffering from it, but just the effects of it constantly. You need to unplug for a minute, come back. Maybe that's what you're getting at. But either way, I hope everything's okay. We're happy to have you. Anyone who's on Twitter for an extended period needs a mental health break from that cesspool. So if that's what you know you're referencing, Christian, then I, I definitely understand. Kane Dawson, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Appreciate you. He says, Black Knight, balling out Friday. We have an awesome community. Good to see you guys back in the saddle tonight. Hashtag state of being. It is good to be back, right? When you get the band back together like the Blues Brothers, there's it's a great feeling. So thanks for having us. It is great to be back. That's one of the coolest names we have among our newer Super Chat superstars. Kane Dawson. Love it, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, it sounds like the name of like a gunslinger from like 1864, you know, in Tombstone, like one of the posses with uh, Wyatt Earp or something. Kane Dawson. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Um, Willie has a two-year-old. Didn't know that. Congrats, bro. That's cool. What's his name or her name? Uh, Quincy wants to know on Facebook, yo, Zach Kelberman, do you remember me from your Facebook streaming days? Probably not. Let's beat these Chiefs. Also, Vegas is mainly Broncos. Don't let the media fool you. Can confirm on that. I can confirm. Quincy, I do remember you because I've always thought to myself, I thought your name was Keyshawn Quincy, so it always kind of stuck with me. But you go all the way back, obviously, to 24-7, and uh, thank you so much for your continued support over the years. It's been an interesting ride to get here. We got one from Jesse Randolph in the house. What's up, Jesse? He says, as a Bronco in New England, I've already started talking smack. Good off seasons are exciting, but don't always translate. Here's to winning again. By the way, real quick, that triggered something, but what Mac Jones wearing the number 50 is just weird. I know it's some kind of like Belichickian logic behind it, and that's not going to be the number he ultimately wears, but how bizarre is it to see a quarterback wearing five zero i don't want to live in that world seriously like with all the weird numbers stuff happening like even pat sertan wearing two like i still not i'm still not sure if i really like that i i like that there were things that differentiated the league from the college ranks you know seeing a quarterback what is it uh, the longest yard you know he's wearing like number 22 the quarterback paul crew or whatever i don't want to live in that world i want my tradition in that sense it's uh, change for the sake of change. This is why when it came out, I hated it. I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I, I don't like change for uh, just because they were bored and decided to give the players more uh, expression. Um, all I can hope is uh, that Belichick's not bringing back leather helmets. Seems like they're regressing <laughs> in time, so we have to hope they, they stay kind of current. In terms of New England, though, Chad, the Patriots, and this is a quick aside, they signed a former Bronco real quick in Troy Fumagalli, so that's uh, yep. something to keep an eye on. Nine finger Troy. I hope he does well. I really do hope yeah. he does well. You know, he couldn't quite make it in Denver, but I uh, hope he does well. By the way, the whole thing about good off seasons are exciting, 
but don't always translate. I think on a macro level, when you're looking at teams, that's true. But for individual players, ask Peyton Manning about that. He believes, at least for quarterbacks, however your offseason goes, that's what's going to follow in the fall, which is why he remains bullish on Drew Locke. He really is uh, impressed with Drew's attack this offseason. So we'll see. It wasn't like the dream team offseason with the Eagles in 2010. It wasn't that they just signed everyone, and that's why it was a good offseason. They added talent in multiple spots, but uh, they did it smartly and wisely, and for not just for the short term, but for the future as well. So I think it was a good offseason, and it will also translate on the field when they get out there this fall. All right, I'm scrolling down. There's something I want to get to, an article we, we published over the weekend on Jerry Judy. I want to get to that, but I'm just making sure we don't have too many superstars waiting too long. Like Michael, what's up, Michael? Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for the support, as always. He says, hey, gents and ladies, with Michaela's name in parentheses. Um, That's the Duchess, Michaela. Michael, get it straight, dude. Let's go. Anyone else think these national best and worst lists are written to cause this type of outrage? No one in their right mind would put the Broncos below the Jets and Giants. Is it to cause the outrage? Not necessarily. It's to generate the clicks. That's what it's about. You know, Zach and I, we've been in the belly of the beast, and we've been in the belly of that beast in particular, CBS Sports. We know how that sausage gets made. So I don't think it's necessarily designed to engender outrage, Zach, but it's designed to generate clicks. And sometimes I guess those clicks originate from a posture of outrage or whatever, right? I mean, that's part of the that's part of the game that, you know, modern sports media on the internet, that's that's the game that gets played. Of course, it's become a popular refrain to kind of crap on the Broncos because they're the Broncos. They haven't won anything since 2015. But the, the, the sad thing is these people genuinely believe that Locke is that bad. That's why we coined the term on this podcast, Locke Derangement Syndrome. Of course, it's for clicks, but they all, it, it's a consensus now. Pro Football Focus, Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, NFL.com, they all categorize Locke in the same light. And that's just, uh, that's their opinion. And it's from a truthful basis. But how inaccurate could it be when you actually study the Broncos and you watch Locke? He doesn't deserve to get that kind of criticism, Chad. Agreed. Um, there's a, there was a point up here that, um, who, who made it? What did Locke do to deserve all this hate and criticism? He was born. That's a question for the sages and prophets throughout time. We don't have an answer for you. We're, we're just lowly priests, all right? We're football priests. We don't have those answers. We don't have the direct conduit to the football gods on that front. Uh, Tom, again, up in Canada, proving Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Love you, Tom. Fans expected too much from Drew in 2020. I think the true fans see the upside in lock, guys. Zach, do you think we contributed to the expectations, perhaps? Because we were pretty bullish on Drew last year. Do you think we kind of maybe – oversold Drew last year? I don't think so because of how he finished his rookie year. I mean, the guy was 4-1, and one, Chad, and to put together a couple really good performances in there, and they get rid of a coordinator, a rookie coordinator at that point, and hire a veteran in Pat Shermer sp- specifically to take Locke to that next level. So, yeah, we expected a, lock out of, a lot out of Locke last year. That's a tough sentence to say. We also expected a lot out of Pat Shermer and Mike Shula. And once again, I'll be beating this horse until it's dismembered. It's not just one person. It's not just one factor. It was Locke and it was Shermer and the play calling and this and that. So we expected a lot from everyone involved, and I believe it was a collective disappointment 
from all involved. Well said. All right, Christian, what's up, dude? Thank you for the support, as always. He says, what's up, Priest? Just showing some love. Congrats to Chad. Let him hate. Stay to being and Denver Broncos for life. Hey, dude, thank you. Appreciate the, the love. Seriously, we really felt the love bringing uh, Theo to the world. Not Teddy. We're not calling him Teddy. Yes, Theodore. Teddy is short for Theodore or whatever, the nickname for Theodore. He's not going to be known as or called Teddy. He's going to be called Theo or Theodore uh, for what it's worth. All right, let's see here. Let me take this moment. The stream just jumped, John. And so I am at – actually, no, we're good. Hold on. Uh, Willie, what's up, dude? Again, thank you. He goes, I've been on break too. Too much hate lately. Yeah, we feel you. We feel you. It's out there. We try to, uh, you know, beat it back, but it's uh, taken on a life of its own. Most definitely. That, that's why comments like these are just, Tom, I don't mean to put you on blast, but yes, people hate him, and it's evident. Just open your eyes and just read what's out there. It's legitimate hate, and it spans just the NFL field. People hate this man personally for what he's done, which is uh, obvious. Yeah, to say nobody hates him. I mean, dude, you've been on Mars? Where you been, dog? All right, real quick, Zach, I want to get your thoughts on a few things Jerry Judy had to say last week uh, talking to Phil Milani of the team website. And I got to say, guys, before I start reading this, I found it very interesting and quite frankly refreshing. Judy's tonality, this is the first time in an interview since he was a Bronco that I didn't feel like he woke up on the wrong side of the bed, thought he was the coolest guy he knows, you know, collection of all those things. Like he actually had a really – affable, bright kind of tone to him while he was talking to Phil. It was nice to see. It gives me hope that he's kind of put some of that stuff behind him. But Zach, when asked by Phil Milani about how other rookies last year, he didn't say it this way. This, these are my words, but I'll translate. Guys like Minnesota's Justin Jefferson, you got CeeDee Lamb in Dallas, Chase Claypool, how they kind of ended up getting more. He, he was outshined by these guys. Let's face it, right? And, you know, did that bother Jerry Judy or did he think that was right? Quote, oh, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I feel like I've got a lot to prove this year. I feel like if you put in the work, then all that work is going to show when it's time to show. So, yeah, I'm just here grinding. And then he went on to say, I mean, I see why they got more love than I, I got because I didn't play to my standards. But I understand. So this year, no excuses. I'm just going to work on what I need to work on. All right, and then Zach, last thing relative to what has he been working on? You know, quote, I had a lot of drops last year, so that's a big emphasis that I'm doing this season. After every practice, catching jugs, just focusing on little details like my hands. So that's mostly what I'm focusing on, closed quote. His hands would be a pretty big detail considering that's his sole job is to catch passes with his hands. I mean, it's. I get what you're saying here. He seems a little more mature, and he's still, what, 22 years old? So it's going to be a process with that. But uh, very canned and cliche to me. I mean, what else is he going to say? Like, I'm not getting better. I'm I'm not focusing on my drop issues. At least he's self-aware. I'll say that. The biggest thing to me was the tone. It was a complete night and day shift in tone. I even had fans reaching out to me. Hey, man, did you see the Jerry Judy interview with Milani? Like, he seems like he's starting to get it. I think there's some hope there. Now, you know, this is only one interview so far we've seen in 2021, so let's wait till we maybe see a second one. Hopefully the Broncos will make him available 
maybe uh, when mini camp starts and we can hear what he's like on the mic in a Zoom, etc. But that's what encouraged me. Otherwise, everything for the most part was canned, as you say. But I think he was also a little bit frank in that you know he's, he recognized that other guys outshined him last year as far as his rookie brethren, and that he understands why. You know, he didn't he didn't play up to his standards. I mean, Jerry Judy, the collegiate wide receiver at Alabama was a dynamo. He was a force to be reckoned with. He was the second wide receiver drafted in the NFL the year he came out. That's a lot to live up to. No, he did not live up to his standards. He didn't play up to his standards. Um, but here's what's interesting, Zach. The last thing, and this is not really relative to uh, to Judy himself, but what he's seeing from Drew, what he's seeing from Teddy Bridgewater, quote, Drew and Teddy, they're both out here competing. They're both out here doing great, doing what they need to do to get better each and every day. You can see the level of competition going up high. So it's good for both of them to be out here, close quote. Zach, those, that kind of echoes what we've heard from a, one or two other Bronco vets in that so far it seems like adding Teddy to the mix all right, has upped the game somewhat. This, obviously the stakes are higher if you're Drew Locke. There's, I mean, Teddy's a, you know, a whole other ball game in terms of trying to beat back Jeff Driscoll, right? You're living in a different world when you got Teddy Bridgewater nipping at your heels. But the idea that competition raises ships and it's a little Bill Parcells type football psychology where you're really trying to bring out the best in one guy by bringing in a bona fide threat. And if the bona fide threat ends up, you know, coming out on top, then that's, hey, that's the way the dominoes fell. Let's move forward that way. It seems like so far, the plan to really try and step up the quarterback game, at least the early returns, are pointing that way, but it's just OTAs. Maybe I'm just being grouchy or hangry or whatever I am right now, but it seems like enough. something, dude. Where's the granola bar? Let's go. <laughs> what else is he going to say right here about the quarterback competition? He can't show like he's biased toward one or the other, even though he came out in support of Deshaun Watson earlier this offseason. But I'm going to treat Jerry Judy the same as I treated Garrett Bowles. Listen, bro, I don't feel bad for you at all. You're a first-round pick. You're a multimillionaire. You get paid to do one job. He's not a seventh-round pick fighting for an end-of-the-roster spot. He's not this feel-good story. You catch the passes or you don't. It's really as simple as that. All right, last thing, kind of interesting. All right, we got a brand-new Denver Bronco first-round pick to uh, graft in to the, the fandom, obviously, and Patrick Sertan the second. Jerry Judy, of course, knows him well, not just from their time playing together with the Alabama Crimson Tide, but he said this, quote, I've known him for a little while. I knew Pat since Little League. Pat's a Little League legend. They grew up from the close to the same town in South Florida. Pat is a Little League legend, if you don't know that. Yeah, a Little League legend, if you don't know that about Pat. I think he's a Little League legend. I'm not sure, though. (laughs) He used to play running back. Ain't nobody... Best running back in the nation at the time, but it's great just to see him grow out here and be who he became, close quote. So a little uh, trivia stuff here for the Jerry Judy's providing to Broncos country. Pat Sertan, the up-and-coming, hopefully elite cornerback, the best Little League running back of his of his generation, I guess. <laughs> That's a great compliment, and it seems like PS2 has been given nothing but praise from his fellow teammates, Chad. You heard Von Miller call him a specimen, and he can't wait to play with him. So I'm really excited about Pat Sertan, the Little League legend Pat Sertan. And, hey, man, don't rule anything out as far as Pat maybe playing a little low because when Champ Bailey came here in 2004, game one, his first game as a Bronco, I want to say it was on Monday Night Football too if I remember it correctly. Some of you historians out there uh, check me on that, but – 
Mike Shanahan ran a few plays with him on offense. I can remember one in particular where he's going in motion and the defense didn't know what to think. And Judy was asked, hey, do you think we're going to see a little, if he's that much of a dynamic offensive force, Pat Sertan, could we see him on offense? He goes, quote, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's going to make plays all over the field. No cap. So, you know, that last thing he said, he's just kind of, you know, gratifying the, the interviewer. But, hey, don't rule it out completely. I would rather Pat Shermer eat what's on his plate right now with Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant before we get a cornerback involved in the offense. Jeremy Hancock, what's up, buddy? Thanks for the super chat. Good to see you. He says, I understand supporting Locke, but don't understand acting like he's proven anything yet. I'm hopeful that if he gets an opportunity, he proves everyone wrong. I will support Whoever, in other words, whoever the quarterback is, that's who I'm going to support. I don't think Drew's proven anything one way or another. That's part of the issue here. Is people, exactly. the part of the derangement, Zach, is that his haters want to act like he's already proven that he's just not fit for the league. You know, and my read on that is he hasn't proved that he isn't, hasn't proved that he is. But there's, in my opinion, all right, maybe I'm in la la land. There's more evidence to suggest that he's that the ceiling is there, that the potential is there then there isn't, all right? Being the first quarterback to go on the road as a rookie and pass for 300 yards and three touchdowns in his first road start, look, did Paxton Lynch do that? He gets more hate than Paxton Lynch. Did Paxton Lynch do anything even rem- Did Paxton Lynch... Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner even sniff any kind of record relative to not only franchise annals but league annals that was as a rookie all right drew's performance on the road against teddy in carolina last year another example of evidence not proof there's a difference gang but evidence that he's got what it takes 
The only records Paxton Lynch was getting was new Fortnite kill totals, Chad. I, he, he did nothing to warrant any sort of praise or any sort of leash from the Broncos uh, uh, fan base, but that's exactly what he got. And you talk about he's being compared to Paxton Lynch, and he it's because of Paxton Lynch that's why people hate Drew Locke so much. He's being blamed for every failed quarterback of the last five years. And this is something I think we can all agree on. He hasn't proven he's a franchise quarterback, but he hasn't proven he's a bust yet. He's still right there in the middle. I think that's as succinct as I can say it. And if he had shown you absolutely nothing up to this point, what Zach just said, he hasn't proven he is, hasn't proven he isn't. If that were the the score right now and he had not shown you anything, then it makes sense to just say, hey, look, you know, we need to really have – a different, better option than Drew, but he has. All right, Drew. It's not like Drew's been some colossal crap show since donning the orange and blue. So keep it in perspective, gang. Uh, Kane Dawson says, you know, relative to his name being like a gunslinger from the from the nineteenth century. I'm actually a descendant of William H. Bonnie. Now, who is that gang? That's Billy the Kid, my dog. That's Billy the Kid. Very cool. Very cool little factoid from Kane Dawson. Young guns, let's go. Uh, and thank you, Kane. But this is a really, really good point by John, and I didn't even ever think of this. Paxson Lynch cried on the bench. He cried against the Raiders on the sideline during a game, and he gets less hate than a quarterback who likes to pretend he's shooting lasers like Buzz Lightyear and dancing on the sideline. Thank you, John. <laughs> LDS Excellent. in full display. That was like... That was the shame that wrapped it all into, hey, this is it, you know. The dude – and look, in, on one hand, you feel for him in that, you know, he had worked to get back. He finally gets his opportunity to play again, and then he goes out and suffers a, an ankle sprain against the Raiders, has to sit down. I know there were a lot of people that questioned the veracity of that injury and whether or not the, the pressure of – and the expectations got to him, and he just didn't want to be there anymore. He just didn't want to be in the light – Limelight. He didn't want to be in focus. And so I'm going to go ahead and pretend like I hurt myself. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I know there's a lot of people think that that's how it, how it shook out his teammates. Many of them, Zach couldn't, didn't understand that. Uh, I hope this is sarcasm. If not, this is LDS on full display. Wow. Mostef. Great, great feelings. He had at least Paxton showed he has feelings. Yeah. All right, Zyka, what's up, dude? Good to see you, bro. Appreciate the super chat. Thanks for being with us tonight. He says, when Locke shines, all the haters are going to act like there's no way anyone could have ever known. I don't think LDS, again, Locke derangement syndrome, we're not talking about Mormons, uh, are even capable of eating crow. Zach, there's some truth to that. Like the PFFs of the world, if Drew Locke goes out, and this is not going to happen, but if it did, and Drew Locke went out in 2021 and had a 2018 Pat Mahomes type of season, PFF would be apoplectic. They wouldn't know whether to crap or go blind, my dog. They'd be coming up. All right, what metric can we find that, you know, <laughs> cast him in his neck? We, we're so dug in. Like, we painted ourselves into such a corner. Like, we're like this. We'll see. Hopefully, Drew has a season that does that to him. But uh, it's on him to do so. No, they wouldn't eat the crow. They would, you know, nominate that crow to replace Locke as a starting quarterback of the Broncos. No matter what, he can cure cancer, but no matter what he does, he'll never be given the credit from a sect of the fan base. They will never come clean on Locke, no matter what he does this season. Some people, not all, are uh, too dug in. And look, it's like with us, Zach, we use this as an example. You know, we 
there's a way to, as media, cover a team, be critical of a guy, a player, and then also be open to new information. Garrett Bowles, good example. You and I, as podcast partners, were we kind of diverged for a while. You were anti Bowles. You're like, look, I just don't see – not anti, but you were – um, sit, you're over it. You're like, look, dude, this guy just keeps holding. It's one facepalm moment after another. Meanwhile, I was over there for this first couple of years going, I know, but you know, he broke the combine and he's, you know, he's, I think he's still got it. And then after that third, let's see, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. After the third year, I was like, all right, I'm with you, dude. Until proven otherwise, I'm off the train. Like I got to now question if this is the Broncos best option, continuing to put Garrett Bowles out there at left tackle. And then he turned the corner. And when that corner got turned, Zach, both of us said, hey, hats off. The dude, look, we are wrong on him. Broncos hung tough. They showed their patience with him, continued to coach him, continued to you know, give him the massaging and TLC that he needed, and it paid dividends. And so you know, hopefully the, the, those in media who have been similarly, but not similarly, even more so, outspoken negatively about drew hopefully they can they can follow suit if and when he does turn that corner yeah that's the bad signal for bns because i'm still eating crow on garrett bowles people still call me out for it and i still say every time i was wrong at least based on last season i was wrong about garrett bowles and i like being wrong because him playing good made the broncos a better team and if i'm wrong about drew lock same as chad we'll get on here and i swear to god the first moment we can, we will say we were wrong about Locke and he should be replaced. But until that point comes, Chad, until we cross that bridge, I'm not going to uh, jump in with the mob and, and run with the sheep's narrative about number three. All right, guys, <clears throat> we are at 56 minutes, so we got to wind her down here. Got to keep it pretty tight tonight. I got things to do with the boy. Got to help the wife. Zyka jumping in again to say appreciate you guys as always. Been over a year. Has it been over a year since you super chatted? Has it really? John, is that true? I don't think so, but if it is, either way, Zyka, glad to have you back in the fold, my friend. Your support means a lot. It's good to see you, Zyka, no matter what, no matter, you know, just your contributions and your interaction, we appreciate, so thank you. Here and on Twitter. Uh, Michael, hey, I was just I was just uh, breaking your chops, you know, busting your chops, but he jumps in with another super to say, Duchess Michaela Parker, my bad, you're forgiven. It's all good. The sword was hanging over your head, the guillotine, and then boom, <laughs> pulled out. Now you got a curtsy. Curtsy, Michael. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, all right. Willie, to clarify, my daughter's name is Abigail, little sweetheart. Oh, that's very sweet, my friend. Cute name, cute name. I'm sure she's a darling girl. And uh, congrats on, on what did what you say, two years old, right? Two-year-old daughter. So very cool, man. Very cool. Thank you for clarifying. Um, all right. I think, John, we are pretty well caught up on supers, right? Um Tom again, and Zach, do you want to grab Tom real quick, and I'll yep. jump in. I'm just going to check the back end and make sure we didn't miss anybody. Absolutely. Tom jumping again back in with a $5 super. Thank you so much, Tom. He goes, did Buffalo's Josh Allen get this much hatred like lock guys? Let them hate. I mean, from what I saw, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know all the, the nuances of the bills and what he went through, but he was written off as a bust by a lot of the same impulsive, overreactory fan base, and he came around in his second year with better coaching. And it's just, is night and day. The light bulb went off and the fans were, some said, listen, we always knew we'd have this in Josh Allen. And the other said, I was always a Josh Allen fan. What are you talking about? It's going to be the same exact thing with Drew Locke this year. Yes. Um, 
I think the big difference here, I don't think it ever reached the same proportions of locked arrangement syndrome. But I think the difference is, again, it goes back to two things. First, what I said earlier about him just kind of being a swaggy type of guy, right? With the Buzz Lightyear and the dancing on the sidelines and rapping on the bench and all that stuff. You know, that only intensifies the criticism when you don't step up to the plate and it's a grand, if it's not a grand slam, man, you're, you're really painting a target on your back. The other thing is, Zach, a lot of people had dug in on very extreme positions on Drew before the 2019 draft. And so those people at the first hint, like when he came into Denver as a rookie and went four and one, man, those same people were, were either completely silent or two, like PFF, looking for any metric they could find to dog the guy. And so the first crack in the veneer, boom, out it came, and it just, you know, fueled the fire, so to speak. So that's basically that's basically how it shook out. Um, Willie, what's up, dude? He says, Allen also needed Diggs to bust out. So talking about uh, Stephon Diggs getting traded to Buffalo last year, kind of being the missing ingredient, I think there's some truth to that. But I also attribute it mostly – to Brian Dayball and Allen putting in the work, you know, right. Allen put in the work and brought that, you know, harness that elite raw talent that he had as a player, put it into production on the field. And he deserves all the credit for that himself. Yeah, of course. Dig helped him out. I mean, did, I think he led the league in receptions this last year. So, I mean, having him was a huge boon, but as good franchise quarterbacks do, Allen raised the play of everyone around him. Gabriel Davis was, I think, the Bills' number two receiver, and he was great last year. Would he have been as good if it wasn't Josh Allen throwing to him? I don't know. Shout out to our superstar supporters over on Facebook tonight. Mike Possel with a very, very generous Thank you, Mike. stars. John, if you saw any kind of comment <clears throat> excuse me, from Mike, let's try and get to him. Gary Lee's Palmer, legend. Gary's got like a 17-week star streak going right now on Facebook. So, Gary... Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. And then, I don't know, man, this name, I just think it's cool. Is it Star Trek? I mean, I imagine Spock and Captain Kirk on the deck of the Enterprise, and then the screen in front opens up, and there's, like, Zebulon, you know, the, like, alien warlord conqueror, Zebulon Omega. Either way, Kevin Lind, you the man, dude. Thank you for the support, buddy. Thank you, guys. Wow. The princess, Poppy. Yes, indeed. With a plum. Thank you, Poppy. Wow. Another 11th hour super chat right as we're about to sign off. Been a minute since we've seen the the princess of MHH in the chat, and we know why. We're not going to spill Poppy's personal beans on the show, but we hope everything is improving. We hope everything is getting better. You know what we're talking about here, Poppy. So uh, much love and prayers and support and optimism and just positive energy going out to you and yours. And uh, appreciate the support as always, my friend. She says, hi, MHH family. I mean, despite uh, what she's been going through, she, she still wants to hop in here and be that supportive. So, Poppy, again, we are so humbled and we are so grateful for all your generosity. Thank you. And, Poppy, if there's anything we can do, you know, you know to uh, hit us up. And we are happy to oblige. Uh, last one here, guys. And then we got to go from Cam, excuse me, Cam Vought, a newer name on Super Chat. So, welcome. Welcome, buddy. And connect on Twitter. He says, it's sad to hear Broncos fans complaining about how national media reacts. Don't you remember Chris Harris Jr.? That's the point, dog. Yeah. That's our point. National media 
for the most part, if Peyton Manning is not under center or John Elway, even when John was under center, I mean, they do the, they're very dismissive of the Broncos. It's reached a, you know, crazy proportion now with Drew, but yeah, Chris Harris never got the love he deserved from the national media. That's part of what we're actually criticizing at this point in time, Cam, but maybe that's what you're trying to say is, is, is exactly that. But I was just watching today. It came up on my timeline, Zach, uh, the, the uh, highlights from that week. Uh, I can't remember what week it was week five or six of the 2012 campaign when Peyton Manning orchestrated the biggest comeback, uh, 24 points down in the second half to beat the chargers. Chris Harris had two picks in that game, including the game ceiling touchdown. It was a pick six. So, that was his uh, second year, but that was the year he really popped. That was the year he came into his own. He had a big role on the 2011 team as a as a nickel slot guy, but he became a bona fide role player, like starting caliber guy that year. And the 2013 started doing well, even continuing to grind and rise. And then he had that ACL miss Super Bowl 48. 2014 is the year he became the PFF analytics darling of all corners. And then he started stacking the accolades, Zach, and they helped win a Super Bowl. So I got nothing but love and respect for Chris Harris Jr. for what it's worth. Um, And, yeah, he never did quite receive the love that he deserved because, Zach, why? Undrafted. I have a little more than just love and respect for Chris Harris Jr. considering the way he left the Broncos. Uh, But he didn't get the national attention he deserved. But every true Broncos fan or those who covered the team – we all knew about Chris Harris Jr. We all knew the Broncos had one of the best, most underrated cornerbacks, not just in the NFL, but of this generation. I mean, one of the best undrafted players to ever suit up for any team in any circumstance. It's the same thing. I mean, those who don't just take a cursory look over the Broncos roster, over the standings, over the scoreboard, and use pro football focus as your god, know what the Broncos are and capable of this season. Before we get out of here tonight... I got to announce the winner of this week's giveaway on uh, if you are both liking and following the huddle up podcast on Twitter or excuse me on Facebook. All right. Facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. You're automatically enrolled in this random drawing. This week's winner is Jacob Roper. Jacob Roper. Come on down. J-A-C-O-B-R-O-P-E-R. You're the winner, my friend. Congratulations. It's actually last week's winner. Uh, we'll announce this week's later on this week. But, Jacob, you're the winner. You got a T-shirt coming your way. Claim it by sending in an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We need your T-shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. So appreciate you, Doug. Congrats, Jacob. All right. Follow on Twitter, guys, real quick. Huddle up pod, Mile High Huddle. Zach, you do the rest. Sign us on out of here. Thanks for freaking being here. Thanks for holding it down Thursday night. Of course. We're excited to kick off another great week podcasting here at MHH. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Uh, let's well. also, uh, all of us, keep our thoughts where they should be. You know, not only remembering people in our lives, our family, our friends that we've lost, but the troops, right? The people who sacrificed right. the veterans uh, for us, whether you're in the U.S. or abroad, you know, support the troops. Hashtag baby, support the troops. So anyway, Zach, sign us off, bro. It's good to have you back in the saddle, Chad. I'm so happy for the new addition to your family. And like you said, uh, anyone who listens to us out there, and if you serve, thank you so much for your service. It's definitely appreciated on this podcast. We will always acknowledge that. We have a last-minute super, it looks like, from Tom jumping in. $5 super. Thank you, Tom. You think Locke is such a likable guy. Fans will be pulling for him. Great team player, leader qualities. Don't get it. 
We don't either. I mean, the guy lives, eats, and breathes football, and he's doing all the right things. I mean, imitating Peyton Manning and literally being in the facility and the last one to leave every single day. The guy is a trooper in that sense. And when that the physical talent matches the work he's put in this offseason, everyone is going to see what Locke is capable of, Chad. And we're going to just be dishing out the crow until, like I think Michaela said, endangered species list. But we got to get out of here. We have the time crunch tonight. Follow us on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Huddle Up Pod. Be sure if you if you uh, jump to the store, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. I'll get to that in one second. Get yourself a hat like you see Chad's wearing, I'm wearing, coffee cup, et cetera, et cetera. Become a supporter on Facebook, facebook.com slash Huddle. Big blue button, Kelberman's Corner, great episode earlier today. Trickle Zone coming back next week. I promise you guys it, you, you, will, uh, you will love the content we put up there. But if you can't do any of that, we definitely understand. Just be sure to subscribe, like, and share. It helps us out more than you know. We help us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. We'll be back, though, tomorrow night, fresh week of podcasting, Chad. Last day of May until June. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you guys then. 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 